0: 99 drinks still left to go Welcome all in and enjoy the show It's me though, with me, I'm the host You know, so sit back, relax, grab a snack and let's go I know what's going on, know my hide and mine. Welcome on into the 99 Dreams podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. You've landed on a great episode, and you're probably here for the reason why my guest is here. Uh, if you're a regular listener, welcome on in. You're gonna love this one, this is gonna be a treat. So, today I've got another uh, Otago University alumni, he's up there in Tamaki Makoto, up in Auckland, doing some amazing things. So, let's welcome in Hayden Nelson. Welcome, brother, welcome to the show. Cheers, Rath. Thanks for having me, mate. Oh, nah. Appreciate you being here, brother. But before we get started, are you able to give us a bit of a call why Norway, who you are, where you're from? Absolutely very cool. Hayden Nelson,
1: a uh, nor Rakapuga, Aho, uh, or or Geraldine, Small wee town in the middle of South Island. Uh, yeah. Probably driven through it and uh, taken a piss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> driven through it just straight drive past. Yeah. <laughs> Lock the doors <laughs> and keep going. <laughs> Sounds a bit like white a brother. <laughs>
1: The Naki and us have got a fair bit in common, mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just they a whole bypass around us, so you do <laughs> that That's the one. So, how did a, a young lad from Juradine end up at the University of Otago? Oh, great question! Um,
1: there was always that crew that went down to Otago, and as you know, you know the reputation that Otago has and and the culture that it has around the students and stuff. But I must admit, I was actually having an hour in between Christchurch and Otago. Um, and it was my girlfriend at the time. I was going to go to Christchurch, so I was close to her. And then she went, nah, you're off. I was like, sweet, okay. So I went to Otago and uh, tried to follow the dream of becoming a s coach or a strength and conditioning coach. And um, yeah, found myself down there. So that turned out great,
0: eh? yeah. So that was always the plan for you? Um, hit Otago, study through and make your way to become an s coach? Yeah, that
1: was kind of the dream going in, eh? um, Before going to Otago, I'd been into the Crusaders and been to a couple of other places and kind of was real keen on it, eh? I was tossing up between being an Eastern Sea coach or going into the Army and doing, like, PT. Um, Oh, shit. Yeah, but then I realised I'm I'm not really the kind of person that fits into, you know, strict structure. Um, And I can't really keep a straight face when I'm standing in a line. So, uh, yeah, that, that idea kind of went out the window pretty quick, eh?
0: Yeah, bro, I I feel you, man, like, army would be a great choice, I just, I hate authority, I hate being told what to do, like, if you tell me to do something, I won't do it just to fuck you off. (laughs) Yeah, well, there you go, I I have an issue of someone someone having more power
1: than me when they're an absolute tool, so if if they know what what they're doing, I'm happy, but otherwise, no.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like that, man, it really is. So what was your journey through university like?
1: Uh, uni was awesome, eh? Um, yeah, as you are saying, that first year was pretty tough. So, so I went into halls in my first year. Um, my partner that I had at the time was still up in Geraldine, So she was um, finishing off her last year at school. So that that made that first year pretty tough, to be fair. Like every free weekend, I was traveling. Um ah, shit. did pretty well in uni and spent most of my time studying and trying to meet a few people. And then um, second year, jumped into the flats on Castle Street. <laughs> Lived it up, eh? Mind you, again, that was actually pretty tough. I say university was great, but I had a lot of tough moments. I moved <laughs> into a flat with um, with three flats of five, we were side by side, and me and my group of mates ended up getting two of them. And then they drew all the names out of the hat to figure out who was in each flat, and I ended up with like the messiest kind of loosest crew. So they were burning oh, captures and shit on the lawns shit. and lighting fires inside the flat, very like in the middle of the lounge floor, like shit like this. Never cleaning it. Of course, I went in being a clean freak from a household that I grew up in that year changed me eh? (laughs) (laughs) for the better or the worse. I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, uni was interesting too that second year eh? I started to really enjoy the papers that second year. Um, and yes, it just started getting more specific, eh? which is great. Meet Jim Cotter a few more times and then you start falling in love with the course, going Oh, this is me. This is me. Um, Then third year moved into another shitter of a flat but that was great because i had a great group of mates around me eh? um yeah that was absolutely fantastic of course that was covid year but did pretty well through uni again and actually at that point bro i thought i was gonna go become a physiologist hey i wanted to be jim cotter's uh prodigy at that point i was like nah i'm not leaving uni i'm gonna stay here to my masters i'm gonna i'm gonna line up and and do exercise phys and extreme environments and all that kind of stuff um yeah, that was, and yeah, I no, really enjoyed that third year. I eh? just kind of lived life a wee bit more and did all that kind of stuff that you you need to do when you're at uni and get out of your system.
0: Yeah, um, shit, yeah. So nah, that was,
1: yeah. Third year is what I based my whole uni uh, <laughs> experience <laughs> off. Eh? I'm like, I loved uni and I'm like, first year
0: was shit, second year was shit, third year, mean. <laughs> it must have been one hell of a year to overcome two years <laughs> of shit. Exactly right, it was, it was. What are some of the biggest challenges or lessons that you learned from your first two years? Um, oh.
1: Like I say, bro, that first year, having a having a partner back home is real tough, eh? Um, and I think, retrospectively, going back into it, definitely should have, you know thought about how to how kind of set up a bit more rather than going home or her coming down like every weekend or two like we should have sat down and gone hold up you know we're still young we don't need to dedicate ourselves to each other when we're like an 18 17 like <laughs> let's live life a wee bit more um not necessarily break up but well, you can but or, or do long distance and do it properly you know give yourself a couple of months or a month or so before you see each other so then you can actually enjoy that uni experience like I think that first year, like I missed out on lots of stuff, bro. Had a great time, don't get me wrong, but yeah, a lot of stuff that I missed out on that would have been great to look back on and go, yeah, and nah, that was an awesome memory, you know. Um But the other thing is just to the first couple of years I was always scared to try the new stuff, you know? Uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah. talking I'm not talking silly stuff like yeah. But, you know, just trying new things and I was like, you know, always always a wee bit on the edge and, and worrying and i was that worry wart and kind of the mother duck of the group that i was with <laughs> um but no uni certainly taught me that it's it's not that scary right? go try something with people that you're familiar with and go do something new you know try a new activity or do something dumb but <laughs> you know as long as you got good people around you you're going to be safe eh.
0: So, yeah 100
1: um, yeah probably my biggest couple of lessons and don't forget to do well in uni
0: that kind don't of forget. pushed aside sometimes <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: shit we forget about the academics eh? say <laughs> it's like yes let's party let's hang out let's make friends let's do all yeah. this shit let's go skiing and snowboarding in Queenstown yeah. and then oh fuck that's right i got an assignment due tomorrow
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly don't exactly that's probably the other thing eh? you need teachers to procrastinate and then you end up with like comes the weekend and your reports due on the monday and then you're like shit now i've got to sit down all weekend and smash out this report like if you'd done it on thursday and friday but you could go skiing for the whole weekend you could get out of dunedin like south dunedin and go and see the beautiful places down there eh? that was something that i definitely regret doing but hey can't do much now eh? Nah,
0: yeah, but hey you learn a great skill you learn that under time constraints you can smash anything up bro you can polish your shit into a diamond i reckon i know people oh, say hey. you can't but
1: pressure's a great thing
0: dude Bro, hundred percent. I mean, shit. Like, um, remember when you guys were all studying downstairs for exams and shit, and I like started my whole bloody honors dissertation <laughs> over again. Like, I did not have much time, and I just had to write like a mother Yeah, pressure makes awesome. diamonds, team.
1: <laughs> Too right, it does, bro. You were absolutely humming down there, and we were annoying the shit out of you. But hey, you did well, hey
0: it was fun it was worth it though because you know you make those connections and you get to hang out with other people it's great to take breaks from the hecticness of whatever you're in exactly yeah 100 percent. but I want to touch on what you said earlier as well with um your relationship how you kind of not wished but you know looking back on it you guys should have taken you know a, a look at the bigger picture but it's hard to when you're so so young because you you know you're like no this is it this is you know end game this is what we've got to do to make sure that everything stays the same and it's tough eh?
1: 100 dude when you're in it you know you're in and you think that think that the person next to you is the one and you always do when you're young you're like oh this person you know that's that's going to be me for life and then you look back and you go oh we probably could have approached that better but saying that you know don't get me wrong fantastic person wonderful relationship had a great time but um yeah when you're at it bro there's no time to sit down and go right how can we approach this differently at the time it's like that we're just going to do what we got to do you know
0: yeah and Um, it puts so much stress and and um pressure on both of you guys to you know make it what it used to be the previous year exactly dude exactly and what I hate is now that a uh, a lot of people see relationships on TikTok and so that's how they now perceive what a relationship is I'm like man that shit's like half of it's fake that shit's all scripted
1: exactly bro yeah your partner's not going to dance on their way to the door when they get home bro that shit doesn't happen
0: yeah there's a reason the phone's out it's scripted (laughs) but
1: (laughs) there's also a reason that if it's the dude in the video the chick looks so miserable in the background because he's (laughs) simply taking his buddy 50th take of the video and she's like fuck i'm over this 100 or vice versa actually but or partner (laughs) sorry i shouldn't just say male and female but um yeah yeah Yeah, no
0: another thing i want to touch on as well is you briefly alluded to it but yeah i I was informed by by another friend of ours (laughs) that you have this uh this man crush on professor Jim Cotter down at the <laughs> university. Do you want to allude to how this began? And what's the extent of this?
1: Oh, this man crush, mate! I'd, <laughs> I'd almost do anything for Jim Cotter. Anything for him. On. Um, great guy. Great guy. No, I just absolutely love this stuff. Eh? Uh, funny thing was first time I met him was um, I went up to him. And I said, sorry, Jim, I'm, I'm Hayden Nelson. You used to race the coast to coast with my auntie, and he went, Oh, Wendy, Yeah. So and we started <laughs> yarning about that. And that was how we first met each other. Man. Um, so that was pretty crack up. And then the next time we met him at the you know the tours and shit, my parents came. So, of course, my old man goes up to him and says, Oh, you used to race with my sister. Do you remember me doing you know, he used to come out with us and do everything? We used to show you the way. Um, so I kind of had this this interesting connection with him from the start, eh? But um, now nah, it was, and, and then it was probably just. stuff that he taught i absolutely loved it and and the fact that he was so passionate about it you know how some people get up and they just real mundane just run through there's a couple of lectures that come to mind which i won't mention
0: there's a lot
1: (laughs) 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 everyone but jim Um, (laughs) just real monotone real mundane and they just spit information at you and it's just boring and i know there's a lot of people that found jim hard to learn off because he gave you so much information yeah oh, i just love today eh? oh, i just soaked everything up that that man gave and then and then when you start going and doing the you know thursday after the um what do they call themselves the pack i don't know oh those the, tech little, meetings yeah the tech me- tech meetings and you, then you go for your run after the tech meetings and stuff like that it's <laughs> like, oh, this is cool eh? like yeah just a good guy
0: eh? he really <laughs> is a great guy um i didn't do too well in his paper I, I blame it on the other the other lecturer that was taking it because it was a split 50-50. I think yeah. she's on crack. She's 100% what. on crack. Like, <laughs> drug test too. Like, uh, she's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So every time we had her lecture, I was just like, bruh, I'm not even listening. I'm watching some yeah. NBA playoffs. I don't know. What. I'm doing everything I shouldn't be. Uh, but it yeah. came to exam time, bro. And it was, I think three or four days out from exams, we've been learning from Troy as much as we can. And we just hit up Jim, we're like, do you have any space available to just give us an overview of this exam over the next four days? He's like, all right, sweet, if you can make it into my office, um, every day at, I think it was 1230, he gave up his lunch to spend time with us. And then he goes, this is the most key information that he gave us for all his exams. He goes, if there's any time I write, it depends circle it depends and give a reason why because it's always it depends because yeah. nothing's certain i was like bro the man so i passed
1: yeah. hey <laughs> that's the one nah that's the thing that and, and shit that goes right through life i hey? like with some people that are just willing to give up anything for someone that's actually keen to learn and like that's there you go there's something something beautiful about life there are those people eh? and jim's one of them he would give you absolutely anything if you're keen and you're interested and willing to work he would give you absolutely
0: anything to make sure that you get there yeah um yeah but i oh, well, sure look, everyone well succeeds sorry i oh, make sure everyone succeeds exactly mate, or exactly. tries to what were you gonna say oh no i
1: was just gonna say like like
0: like you guys getting in there and uh a
1: few lunch sessions and then you come out the other side having not listened to any of the um Crackhead's lectures and you uh do well though, so that's the main thing.
0: by hundred percent. But all I knew after that was bro, don't take that paper again. Don't take anything <laughs> involved with that paper again. You're running uni it.
1: telling people, don't take it, don't
0: take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, gym section, immaculate. You can understand yeah. it. He might drag on a little bit and you have to catch up on yesterday's lecture on the next one. Yeah. But it's, it makes sense. And then you get the crackhead and now you're lost again
1: yeah certainly made for entertaining view. i think quite a few people watch the nba playoffs during those lectures too
0: <laughs> so nothing changed year to year nah <laughs> same stuff rolling over dude are there any qualities or any um characteristics of gyms that you've sort of tried to implement into what you do uh big calves <laughs> bro <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, um, no, no. I mean, I'll oh, look fucking calves like that, mate. I'll be, I'll be doing well. But um, yeah. I, I suppose there's a few things, but in a bit like that, eh? Like you go through and you meet a few good characters and you take a few qualities from them. But I reckon 100 percent like we said before, dude. Like, if people are willing to learn and people are willing to put in the effort, like giving them everything you've got, help them out, give them, offer them any assistance, your free time, like it's all about building that next group or that next generation that come through to then yeah. fulfill you know your sector or whatever you're doing whether it's at uni it's you know researchers that you're trying to pack out or um yeah just anyone that's keen to learn like give it to the mate eh? give them the time of day and to be passionate about what you're doing eh that's yeah like, that's 100 the quality I loved about Jim's because he was just so passionate about everything he did and that's what made it so interesting to listen to and like you say like like you managed to listen in on him you drag on and he throws so much information to you but you can still follow it you know what I mean because he's just so keen um yeah yeah I've I, I definitely tried to take those qualities and implement them in what I do but who knows how I do it <laughs> I'm not sure how well
0: I do it certainly no Jim but uh hopefully it's not bad one quality I admire a lot of his is um the Fact that he still has such a willingness to learn, like he'll always come into us to call him a lot and ask us, "Oh, you know, what do I say here, or um, what do I do here? Is, is this like, how does this interact with tikanga? Is am I doing it in the right way?" So got nothing but love for Jim. He's he's one of our, our best allies over in the
1: uh, PE school. I was gonna say, he's... dude, and there's not many of them floating around anymore,
0: eh? <laughs> not a lot at all. Not a lot at all. <laughs> not a lot at all especially after that last review uh come out then we found out there's not a lot not a lot (laughs) not a lot at all uh, Um, we found out some of the ones we we used to like we don't like anymore (laughs) yeah that was an interesting
1: interesting time there
0: yeah man also Mm. the viewers sorry the listeners don't know what you're up to up there in tamaki
1: okay do you, want a, do, you want a, do you want a full rundown, or just what I'm up to these days?
0: Uh, give, give us the rundown, bro. Give us a rundown, because there'll be some people who haven't caught up with you in a while that might listen to this and go, is that where he is? Bastard.
1: <laughs> uh, um. So end, end of the end of my third year, I was lining up to do my master's, and then internship or master's internship came up at the Blues. So I came up here um, to Tamaki Makoto to do my... Uh, masters with the blues spent a couple of years with them um did my first year with them picked up a couple of wee side gigs with north harbour women's and the auckland men's academy just contracting for a couple of months um then got the auckland rugby Women's role so i was full time there with the women's and the blackfin's hub that's based up here in auckland um did that for a year as well and then probably left that too soon and Oh, that's right, that's right, that's not the story. Um, <laughs> then um, got the Auckland men's role, so the senior role at Auckland Rugby, which is uh, fantastic. So that's my current position, and that's um, the men's academy, so first and second year out of school, um, and the kind of assistant to the provincial. So I'm not, not you know, until I see when it comes to the provincial, western so, Um So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at now, though. And still trying to finish off my bloody Masters.
0: <laughs> you and me both, brother. It's all good. We'll get there. We'll get there. Never say never. Never, exactly. say never. never say never.
1: Just just eventually. <laughs>
0: exactly. You know, everyone's got to take a time off.
1: Exactly, mate. That's the one.
0: So how did you sort of get your foot in the door into these spaces? Um,
1: heck, it all started when I got that blues roll, right? That was... Um, the key to everything I've done. Um, How I got that role, no clue, dude. Um, No clue. I was studying for exams at the time, sitting downstairs with you actually, bro. I was studying exams and saw this pop up and went, I don't really have time to do this. Called up mum. I was like, mum, this is an awesome opportunity to come up in Auckland. She was like, son, you've just got to go for it. I was like, oh, sweet. Okay. So put my study aside for a wee bit. I was like, I could sacrifice it, you know, drop my grade down slightly to get this application but um <laughs> now once i got that role dude it, it's and uh, it seems to be all high performance in general but certainly in rugby bro it's just who you know so once i was in there as long as you're a good person you're not too much of a dickhead i mean you've got to be a wee bit of a dickhead especially in my role but as long as you're not too much of a dick you know people talk people pass you on to each other um like the north harbour women's role one of the blues blues assistant snc coach he was meant to take that role just to make a wee bit of the coin in the off season, but then he got the auckland npc main role so then he was like oh i've got this guy that can take that role so he pushed me in there and then when the auckland academy came to them they're like oh we need someone to cover for a couple of months um they were like oh yeah we've got someone you know like it's nice it's just kind of who you know dude and, and by the sounds of it that's absolutely everywhere is be a good person and um show that you're keen to learn like clearly i don't know everything well. i reckon i still tell people when they ask me what i do i'm like i'm over my head bow like i'm just having trying to keep my head above water at the moment but um there's so many more skilled coaches in my same position but i think it's I oh, yeah i don't know why i'm there there must be a reason but keen to learn and just keep pushing a and i think that's kind of everyone just kind of kept going right sweet do you want to come up into this role do you want to come up and just kind of keep climbing so yeah i've been very fortunate bro. and timing's the other thing eh? like people leaving roles and stuff and the roles opening up and then they're like oh hayden do you want to come into this role and i'm like yeah you know i do
0: See, that could also be a part of why you're getting so many opportunities is because you're just not saying no you're not saying oh i've got this at the moment i've got this because saying yes is people are just like oh yeah he's dependable he's reliable and he's king
1: yeah yeah exactly right but and and, and saying that though you've got to say yes to the right stuff hey eh? like mm-hmm. um like even last year i turned down like the blues 20s role lose woman's oh that was an interesting situation but turned down a couple of roles like that had a couple of other roles that they flicked at me i was like nah nah i can't do but i've done the 20s in my first year type thing but it was yeah i think you're right dude saying yes saying yes and making sure that you fulfill them to the extent that they're asking or more than rather than saying yes to everything and doing a piss poor job at everything eh?
0: yeah yeah 100 percent so what what have you sort of um taken out of it all so you've done a mixture of um youth or you know adolescents you've done uh, adults you've done male female what, what are some of the differences between them all there's
1: a heap dude <laughs> and every different athlete themselves is different and i think that's kind of what i love the job i eh? like you think it's just like gym coaching, like, you know, PT, just roll in, here's your program, do this. But it's it's yeah, it's a bit more complicated than that, eh? Um, but I think in terms of the different environments and stuff that I've been in, dude, like um like comparing male to female athletes, oh, I find that a really interesting contrast, especially after spending the last year with the woman's. Um, but the woman's so much more about that connection between people like when they come in there they're Mm. they're there to connect with each other yeah they'll do your session but at the same time that's not why they're there you know what I mean like oh they know they're unfit but at the same time they they could quite happily sit at home and not worry about it um but they come for that kind of connection piece you know um and I think that's also because there has been that lack of pathway in women's rugby like there hasn't been that next step to professionalization like they're just it hasn't been there so they were never really striving to go anywhere um and that came out wrong <laughs> striving to go somewhere bro, but but you know what i mean like there's no like okay i've got to be this type of athlete or this type of player to then get paid do you know what i mean it was always like yeah right let's see how high we can go let's do our best and let's go have fun but it was that next that next kind of step, which I think is starting to build in there a bit more now, which is really cool, especially after the black Ferns contracting. Um, and then you go to the men's boat, and they turn up because they know that they've got to be a certain type of athlete. Sorry, bro, I've got too much sun coming. They know that I've got to be bit... a certain type of athlete to get a contract, to then get paid, to then become professional. And when they turn up into the gym, they're trying to out-compete the fellow next them. you know. Oh, you're squatting 160. Right, I'll go 163. Yup.
0: <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? like, yeah. a,
1: it's the whole time where you chuck the um uh chuck the gym wheels on like a linear uh, positional transducer you know how fast can they move the bar and then one person's jumping at you know 1.63 and the other fellow's like i can beat that so then he goes (laughs) and jumps at 2.1 and then this guy's 2.2 and yeah that's um it's a real different environments in that respect
0: sorry i'm just going to close that do you think that um in the coming years you'll see a little bit more of that sort of in gym competitiveness between the women now that you know um especially after that black friends world cup win, um do you think now they're gonna start trying to compete or do you think that um women's rugby is more about those social connections that they make between each other and that's why their game is the way their game is i'm not saying that it's it's um not thriving but that's just the way that the women play their game versus the how the men play their game. Yeah, yeah,
1: really interesting point actually. Then, huh? Um I think I think there will be more of that competitive stuff at that provincial level. Like um, when you sit there and you see the Black Ferns gym sessions, I've got a wee bit of that going. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I think as the level of women's rugby keeps pushing, like we'll see that grow and that um, that competitive edge is something we always talk about at Auckland. But you know that kind of drive and that that want to be better than the person next to them type of thing um but at the moment it's hard when they've got families at home bro you're gonna work a full-time job and train outside of those hours like yeah they're up against that 100 percent, as i as like your academy crews but um but in saying that you are dead right and i hope and i don't think it will but i hope that women's rugby doesn't lose that because that's what's so special about the environment bro like it's it's such a different environment to the men's and i absolutely adore it because eh? it's so I don't know. It's just so unique, bro. And I think you're dead right. I think that's why they play rugby the way that they do. And it's such a, um, more of a kind of a co- cohesive group than you see in the men's side. Um, you know, it's not a few stars trying to crack. It's, um, you know, it's just all about one another, the person next to them, how can we support them? Um, and that's, what's just so beautiful, bro. And, you know, like do a gym session, they're all, and they're having a good time. And then gym session, you know, gym session finishes phone pops up, then they start ticking and talking and you're like <laughs> you're meant to be refueling. Like, go get some food in, so then we can go to the field. And it's are like, <laughs> oh, just gonna finish this Um but that's no, awesome bro. Like, and, and it's it's just such a cool environment. Right? And I I don't think it will lose that. Um and like I say seeing seeing the Black ferns environment like I've got a wee bit more of that competitive and that drive um to compete against one another in the team but at the same time it's still that it's still about the collective you know not the individual um yeah. and there were a couple of players like that that have kind of um i suppose with the new rearrange of the teams they've kind of pushed a couple of them out um but yeah that's yeah you're dead right bro. like that's what's special about women's rugby and that's why they play footy the way they do and awesome footy at that too i love that world cup bro. like um you know, I've been sitting here going along telling people that women's rugby is not what it used to be, you know, because I'm sitting there in the environment going, What, they play decent rugby and I'm trying to get mates to come down to our provincial games. They're like, I'm not coming to watch women's rugby. And I'm like, no, nah, like it's, it's decent footy, you know, it's decent footy. Out, <laughs> out comes the World Cup, bro. And yeah, these girls are absolutely killing it. And then you hear all these like tough blokes that never think that woman can play sport, you know. And then they're like, Oh, you see the black friends of the weekend. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Those are my girls. I got some in
0: there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, that was I really enjoyed that eh? Cause they play with a lot of passion. A lot of passion. They turn up for one another, uh, whether it be a try, whether it be, you know, at the breakdown, if they get a turnover, they're always there celebrating like they celebrate just as much as they play. That's, that's how committed they are to one another, eh?
1: Yeah, exactly. It reminds me It reminds me a lot more of like, and if you've been at Eden Park during the World Cup or any of those states, no, nah, Eden Park in particular, you, you, you would have felt it too. Like it reminds me a lot more of that European football culture. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like the yeah, passion yeah, yeah. is there. Like the fans are, like they're passionate. The players on the pitch are so passionate because they're playing... Yeah, they're not just playing to win, they're playing with the emotion, the passion, everything. They've got their family riding on their shoulders, they've got everything behind them. Um, and you see them there, bro, and it's just yeah, it's it's just such a cool game, man eh? And sitting in Eden Park, bro, when they had the poi going.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Awesome, dude. Awesome. It was actually ridiculous. And again, seeing those old white males pick up a poi and start <laughs> it around, it's like, yes. <laughs> sitting there watching a woman's rugby like who would have ever thought this would happen <laughs> yeah but um yeah i reckon i reckon that's what it is they'd like it because uh, it just seems so familiar to me but so strange at the same time but i think that's kind of what it feels like to me eh? oh,
0: that's mean that's, that's mm-hmm. it's great insight that um you're able to share too from being you know <laughs> not in the teams but having involvement with with both sides, you know, the male side as well as the female side. Mm. Do you think that, um, you know, with women's rugby at the moment, it's kind of entering that that era that we saw after the first men's World Cup, you know, like the grant Foxes and stuff like that, where they start to slowly getting paid, and now it becomes, you know, a proper professional package. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. Like those contracts now that the girls are starting to um, get given a. Uh at the top end they're decent contracts at the bottom end they're still not um not that i should be sharing any of that kind of information at you, but um i won't share any more than that but i mean yeah, your top end girls are done pretty well um it's, it's just more of those training contracts that they, they struggle with eh? um but i think you're right we're gonna start seeing that but again it depends it depends on how into their approach it dude like they can't treat it the same as men's rugby. They can't follow nah. the same path that they did with the professionalization of men's rugby because it's a different game though. Right? And that's, yeah, we spend a fair bit of time, or spend a fair bit of time banging our head against the wall because it was like, you can't treat this like men's rugby. You can't make the exact same super competition as you do with the men's because it's different footy. Like we need a different kind of format here. Um, and yeah, so I, th- I think comparatively we're seeing that same thing. Um, but, hopefully not the same journey if that makes sense
0: yep yep that makes heaps of sense yeah, yeah. i think well i don't even know actually I, I just really enjoy the way that it's played it's yeah like you say it's different you know yeah it's it's not the same as men's and uh no hate just men's rugby at the moment's kind of stale it's it's just the same stuff though yeah we're not seeing anything new the the newest things that we're seeing have been stolen from rugby league <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly like yeah. roger two chick <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah roger <laughs> some nah. of these goal line dropouts
1: yeah bro. yeah no 100 percent. and it, it's just becoming like a, a game of kicking rolling balls and um scrumaging. and and that's pretty much all that means rugby is at the moment um I shouldn't say that because I'm meant to be promoting me rugby, but at the same time, <laughs> I've just got to get him fit and strong, get him on the field. Then my job's done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I mean, it's got to promote itself, really. The, the package is in the game, and if the game can't promote itself, then who else can? Yeah,
1: exactly, dude. Exactly. Um, mm.
0: One thing I think... Uh, is an important question to ask is now that you're up there in Tamaki and, and you come from the Canterbury region or the Crusaders region, uh, who, who do you who do you root for, man? Yeah, I get asked this all the time. <laughs> Are the you still red times, and black
1: through and through? No, there's no. The amount of times I've been called a turncoat, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I reckon um, it didn't take me long to switch either. Right eh? after spending probably a couple of months in that blues environment and being a part of that groundwork that that got them rolling, I was like, no, I'm like I'm fully invested in this team now, eh? like This is my team. But at the same time I've every now and then I've got a wee bit of red and black, you know, through the <laughs> veins. But also in saying that, bro, like being up in Auckland, like you've got to hate Canterbury. They're the one team that Auckland or the blues always struggle to beat. They they just And it's frustrating bro because they play that classic boring rugby. They just but it's so yeah. well structured there's There's no errors. They just smack, 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 smack. Try, you're like, yeah, "Ah."
0: (laughs) they're immaculate.
1: They're immaculate, bro. They're tidy and they're well oiled, and that's it's just so frustrating because this. I think that's the other thing that I love, like about about the Blues rugby or Auckland rugby, like they play within within reason. They play kind of a different game to the rest of the country. Like everyone else tries to imitate what the Crusaders do, and I think that's kind of what's cool and what's special about the players that we have up here in tamaki is that they are so unique and everyone's got their own flair um and so the way that we can play footy is is slightly different again still relatively similar but they can play kind of a different game and that's what annoys the shit out of everyone up here bro it's like you've got all these skilled players you're the biggest city in the in new zealand and you can't beat this team of white boys that come up from Christchurch <laughs> and just do the exact same shit every time but you know what they're gonna do. Like, <laughs> I yeah, but um, yeah, no, no. So in that respect, uh, I think my blood's running blue at the moment. Probably for a while.
0: Oh, then after after this call, man, we can't be friends. As a Chiefs fan, I, I can't do it. I can't do it as a Chiefs fan. <laughs> no, I know you can't. No, this is um, this is sacrilege to you, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's all good. We will um we'll put it on hold. It's the off season, so we put it on hold. <laughs> We've got six months that we can get along, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just let me call up Big Dave, he'll sort you out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, <look. laughs> what do you think is some of the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome in, in your current role as a SSC coach? Biggest challenges of it that' to overcome. Um other than being a turncoat.
1: Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> God, I say yes to coming on your podcast and then I just get <laughs> obliterated, bro. Don't
0: worry, <laughs> you're not the only one.
1: HR department is fully pumping right now. <laughs> uh, um I reckon There's been a few big challenges, but also I mean most of it's the small day to day stuff, eh? But I reckon one of the biggest ones, bro, um actually hands down the biggest one was coming up to tamaki makoto and being the skinny wee white boy from the south island gets in here and he's you know trying to teach these big pacific boys or these maori lads twice the size of me and i'm sitting there telling them what to do like no you're lifting wrong you know and i like what are you up to who's this guy you know and i'm like i'm your coach (laughs) so that's that's been really interesting for me dude and um and really eye-opening because eh? i mean you know I, I never understood the dynamics of of pacifica or maori families or the challenges that they face different to us or different to myself sorry um you know i was really privileged in the way that i grew up i know i was from a wee shit hole in the middle of the south island but i was really privileged in my in my growing up um and trying to understand these differences that players face and then even just the differences in auckland dude like, yeah. like okay training's at 6 30 year but I've got to come from you know South Auckland that's going to take me an hour to get there and I'm like just come earlier and they're like well no I've got to work and I'm like well take time off work you know and they're like well no I've got a family of nine at home that I'm trying to put money into and then it's like ah you know that's what's going on you know and it's it's really I, I found that probably the biggest challenge full stop and that's probably more of a personal thing rather than s coach do you know what I mean but in saying that, still understanding those differences and and trying to learn, trying to educate myself a bit more. I, hey, Emory's papers from Dunners, hundred percent opened my eyes to it, bro. Like show me the show me the uh, you know Dalmoody, but didn't show me much of that Pacific side. But then coming up here, bro, and just seeing everything, it's it's been incredible. So trying to form those relationships, taking this now, you can see, trying to form those relationships with players that in theory, I've got nothing in common with other than the fact that I like rugby and they like rugby, um, has been really interesting, you know, and trying to find a way to form that relationship where you're, they like you enough to respect you and they'll respect what you say and, and listen to what you say, but then they also kind of dislike you enough they don't want to get on your bedside so well, they, they know where the line is you know they know where they can uh, have a joke yep. and then where they can't um and it's an interesting real interesting thing for me brother it has been eye-opening for me eh? um yeah especially me coming up going you know <laughs> when i played footy if training was at you know this time i was there at that time or within five minutes because i was always late but you know like it was never oh my cousin's in town i gotta to go have dinner with them and the next week oh my cousin's in town and i'm sitting you know going how many cousins you got though like what are you
0: <laughs> <Right>. a lot <laughs> a lot
1: but that's the thing dude and and it's <laughs> you're dead right there's just there's always something going on a cousin's got a wedding every couple of weeks bro but it's it's beautiful and that's what i love about it and the players are just such wonderful people um and the culture that they have shown to me has just been absolutely magnificent but hundred percent on a personal slash C level that's been the biggest challenge um, and I suppose the other challenge was probably going to those women's roles and really feeling like an intruder in a woman's environment being the mm. only male in there do you know what I mean
0: and True, I'm not saying I'm, the,
1: I'm, I'm not saying I'm the only male in the country that does those kind of roles because like the black and coach coaches male and the coaches are but at Auckland rugby um, you know, my manager was female, physio was female, um, personal development manager was female, and then all female players. Um, the only time a couple of other fellas got brought into the environment was during provincial. So, yeah, during the FPC season, they've got a couple of male coaches come in. But, you know, I felt like a real intruder, eh? And that was another thing. And that's, see, this is SC to a team, right? It's all about that connection with people, was, and Because then it was, how do I form this relationship with these players? When I'm, a, again, a young white male, and these are females from diverse backgrounds, and I'm sitting there trying to tell them what to do, and the female game is like different to the male setup. So like even in the academy, we've got some players that are 30, we've got some players that are 16, whereas the men, it's only 18 and 19, you know what I mean? Um, so it was like, far out. How do I build this connection with these players? How do I understand the differences that each of them have, and then try and connect to them and have those open conversations with players about their bodies, how they're feeling, what's going on with training, what's you know. Um menstrual cycles is really interesting. Yeah, I was about I had, to say as well. Yeah. Um, cause you know, I'm I'm simply you know, I want to open up these conversations, but and some players are sweet, some players will walk past you and go, Yeah, I got my period last week and you're like, Okay, sweet, check it down. Any issues? No, nah, sweet. But then you've got some players that you know, this there's still that societal wall built up like we shouldn't talk about this like this is taboo. We shouldn't be talking about periods. We certainly shouldn't be talking about it to a male, um, and trying to find those ways to navigate those kind of situations, dude. It was that you know that was really tough for me. Eh? Really tough. But I think by the end of it, I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure. Oh, oh, I don't know. But hopefully, now the girls are listening to this. Otherwise, if, they, <laughs> if you get a call up saying he's lying, um, I'm running. But I think by the end of it, like after that year i kind of cracked it and that's what i said earlier like I, I probably left them a year too soon like you know that probably the first six months really struggled then started to crack it start and then those relationships just kind of all clicked and it was mm. from there on out i was kind of like yeah okay i've, I've got that relationship now um and that's why another year there would have like we could have got some fantastic results out too but of course i was to uh onto the next um which again is, isn't always the best outset but
0: hey that's the way it works <laughs> you're learning you grow brother you're learning you grow exactly man. like these are the things you have to do in life because you know if you sit around thinking man what if i didn't what if i did then you're yeah. always going to be playing what ifs and what ifs never work out
1: nah 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 there's no point living in the past is there dude?
0: Exactly. Plus, there's there's no reason saying that you can't go back either. You know, when the time calls again, you know, no one's telling you you're not allowed back. So, exactly, mate.
1: Exactly. I said that to the girls. I was like, "You'll see
0: me again." <laughs> you're Just trying to gain more experience to help them excel in the future. That's exactly, what we're trying mate. to do, bro. Exactly. That's the one. One tip I will give you for um, trying to gain some connections with our Pacific and Māori brothers, man, is be funny, have feeds. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's all you need, man. Yeah,
1: funny feeds. 100%, 100%. Sit down and share some kaya. Like, it goes a long way it, 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 just in those environments all together, bro. But, well, with anyone, but certainly with Pacific and Māori, bro, Like, you're 100% right. Hey? Sit down and, yeah. You'd ask anyone that knows me, bro. They, they'd say, I'm somewhat funny, but mostly annoying. <laughs> I <just pick> <laughs> and I kind of. I, I try to take a wee bit of that into work, eh? Like, try to be somewhat funny, but also show them that you can make a dick of yourself in this environment, and it's fine. Like, we're all real selves. Like, there's no hiding anything. Um, but hey, thank you for that advice, bro. I'm 100% I'm going to remember that. And if anyone doesn't like me, I'm going to say, about Albert, he told me. 99 100%. Dreams podcast, go listen to it. He told me I need food and I need to be funny.
0: <laughs> 100%, bro. 100%. Are, are you based in West Auckland at all? No, nah, I'm not oh well if you ever find yourself out those ways head out to sandrium or even just google up the um the blue rose is. cafe blue rose blue rose cafe man i used to drive past that on my way to work bro grab some pies from there take it to the boys and right, i love you 100 <laughs> percent. but try some of the pies there first and take some of their coconut buns uh the bunny bubbles I don't oh, okay. know if I said it right, but take some of those, they're delicious. And the brothers will love you, man. They have honey pie, boil up pie, palusami pie. Um, yeah, man. They have lamb and taro. So go there, mm. try one yourself, but also take some for the boys, man. They'll love you.
1: I'll oh, I'll have to cut them up small, bro. We try not to push pies into the players, but
0: <laughs> hey, you gotta do it to
1: build those relationships, eh?
0: If you need a sweet talk, someone you brother.
1: Pie. <laughs> Dealing pies on the side, eh? Hey. my jacket. A <laughs> couple more laps and you can have a pie. <laughs> yeah, good. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try that next week and I'll let you know how I get on. <laughs> yeah, bro,
0: <you> know, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Jokes and food, man. It's, it's yeah. the way to win. Jokes and food. Yeah, that's the one. One thing I was, when I was talking to Mitch Langton, who was the GM for the Taranaki Airs, is he, he's got to try and, you know, build that relationship but not become friends how do you manage that because you know sometimes you you see some of the guys you build that relationship and you're kind of like boys but you're still in a position where you're not like a boss but you've got to make sure that they listen and they adhere to what you're telling them
1: yeah right you... yeah um yeah really tough and that's what i said say before bro like being an SNC coach is 100 about that connection like the way that you you form that relationship with your player dictates one hundred percent of the results that come out the other side. Yeah, for, for the grand majority, you might have one player that just knows how to train, so they'll just train and they'll be sweet. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really tough line, and I struggled with that a lot when I was actually initially came into the Blues because, um, you know, I was the same age as the young fellas that were getting the training contracts, and then they're sitting there after a game going, "Oh, come around to the flat, you know, come around, we'll have a few drinks." I am like. <laughs> Like, back home, I know that I'd, be, I'd get along like, like a house on fire with you, but I'm like, nah, you just can't. Um, and I think at work, dude, it's, yeah, like, like I kind of alluded to before, it's forming that relationship where they like you a bit, or like most of the time, but then they also know not to cross you. Because, well, not, not cross you, but they, they know where that line is, you know. They know how far they can push it, and then when you're going to go, nah shut up we're no jokes now um i think the way that i try to do it bro is when it's when we're out of a training context i'm trying to have fun cracking jokes teasing the boys i spend most of my day actually winding players up and just throwing shit at them eh? Um, and then when it comes time to train i switch and we talk about um actors on you know like when you're at work that that mental skills you know actors on like when you're ready to go you switch and you just go there's no you don't have that time period to phase into your that mindset that you need that high performance mindset. You've just got to fucking switch and you've got to be there, you know. Um, so I suppose that's kind of the way that I present myself to them: is I oh, have a good time, have a laugh, I'll throw shit at you, but then when it's time to work, we're on. Just, uh, we're not joking now. And then at the end of it, switch back off and we can have fun and have a laugh. Um, and I think that takes a wee bit for the boys to adjust to. Because then they've got to change the way that they think and the way that they switch on um and then it's the term used that i don't really like but it's um gee i don't like it at all but the older <laughs> coaches will use it and you'll hear them say it. they talk about you know showing them the stick every now and then like every now and then you've got to get you've got to kind of not bar up either what's what am i trying to say like, al- almost like discipline but like. You know if somebody pushes it too far you swing around and you tell them how it is there's no there's no filter you tell them if he's being a fucking dickhead you tell them and you call them out for it in front of everyone and then oh okay don't do that again you know that's and then that relationship kind of forms where i think you like i say they like you enough because you have a joke you have a laugh but then at the same time they know where that line's drawn and they know that if they try to push this too far or they try to go too much into that friend zone where they you know gonna start teasing you or like winding up about something and like you know we take a wee bit of that we always take a wee bit of shit especially <laughs> like I say that skinny white boy bro like I take a fair bit of shit, but um yeah they know where that line is so then they like I'm not really answering your question but at the same time that's kind of the way it is like it's you've got to be got to kind of have those two hats you know funny kind of yeah. guy that they can connect to and they can have a chat to about what's going on and how you're feeling but then you're also that fellow that they don't want to fuck with because you're the one that's going to make them run, or you're the one that's going to put them on a walk bike and smash them until they stop being such a smart ass. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know mean, that sounds 100%.
0: really hard, but at the same time, that's essentially that's kind of the way. Well, no, that's wrong. just providing context to the situation, and that's all part of relationship building, is yeah. you know, having them understand those barriers and those boundaries for certain uh, mm. time periods.
1: Yeah. You did. It, dude. Well, I suppose we, we, um, sorry, I'm going slightly off tricky. We, um, last weekend with the title, um, we had a, a kind of started of year camp with the academy lads. So that, like I said, they're the first and second year out of school, 18, 19 year olds, or some 20 year olds. Um, but went down to Toyota and parked up, slipped on the, slipped my lifestyle on the uh, floor of the rugby club. Everyone's on the yeah. phone mats. Management had, the, you know, the phone mattresses. So I was, I had a great sleep. But, you know, these were <laughs> there. And, you know, like, we're there to build connections. And that was the whole idea was it's all about the phenomena of the group that we had there and, and trying to build those relationships. Again, not just between players, but with management and players. Um, and I found it really cool and really rewarding, especially coming out the other side. But, like, and this is what I mean. They like you, but they don't like you. Because I'd wake them up at, uh 5 30 in the morning go right right lads you got 10 minutes get your shoes on get your gear on then we're out they were going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> i'm like every minute you're late we had another 10 minutes onto the session They're like, oh, fuck. so first morning i had um what did i have we were going for an estuary run there's a wee estuary in taurua if you know it um between taurua and pao Nui. and um we were doing an estuary run and then we ended up having like six boys that got outside. So a couple came out late. A couple were standing there without the shoes done up. So I was like, right, that's an hour boys, 10 minutes for each year, 60 minutes. We're off. So I turn and we go. And then we did this history run, you know, running through the shallow water and through the kind of boggy sand and then crawling. And then they were doing shuttles through the water and they were hating it. And they were, you know, a couple of boys on their knees vomiting, that kind of stuff. And it's tough. Like that's kind of military style training and that's not how I like to train, but at the start of the year, it's kind of a good way to set that Standard, you know what I mean, and then go back and then have a shower, switch off. Now we're here for the connections, and this is our, our fun times. So then we have a bit of fun, and then go play a couple of games. And then did the same thing the next morning. We did a hill run at 5 30 and up there for the sunrise. Um, oh, nice. and that was that was kind of cool, though. way eh? that was like to the hard Mahi boys, you know, this is what you see. You know, there's a great I can never remember how it goes, but there's a great Toki that talks about, you know climbing the mountain and at the top there's a sunrise but I, I can never remember it for the life of me um, but yeah and then and then you know I'm sitting there going oh shit you know I've just been a deck all weekend and then gone around and tried making jokes with them you know and uh you know they're kind of unsure where I sit but then you know Monday and Tuesday came around in the gym and every lad that wasn't there I had a message from them saying you know sorry I'm not gonna be at the gym today uh, I've got such and such going on like normally we didn't have that kind of communication, but. Had a message from all of them before they left the gym, they were all coming to me wherever I was, wherever, you know, whatever floor they'd come find me, shake my hand. You know, I think they didn't think very much of the situation, you know. And I was like, sweet, like we're getting there. Do you know what I mean? Like, this they know that they can take away, I can take a joke, but at the same time, we're also going to put in the work. That was a long winded answer for you, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, that was a great answer. Um because yeah i think with a lot of maori and pacifica um especially the younger ones is you get their respect after they see you go through the same they have to go through so if you're yeah. one of those coaches yep boys laps 100 laps and yeah. you're just sitting there going yep notes 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 they're gonna be like no fuck this guy he's all shit yeah bro. Um, and then if you're putting in the work with them then yeah you get their respect because um similar thing not as grand as yours one was for the local league club um after i did my pt course down in um, wellington come home and i took them for a pre-season it was all the juniors um like i think under 16s all the way down to 11s i think and so yeah i I just trained them over summer holidays and yeah even today they still come up to me and oh rauri how you going, brother? Good to see you. So it, it's that kind of respect, man. You'll probably still get that years down the line when you randomly <laughs> up into some of those fellas on the street that, oh, Hayden. Oh, hey, bro, yeah, how are yeah. you? They're super respectful, man. You just got to put in the work with them and then they'll give you 130% exactly the for you, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're so you're so right, dude. And it's it's like anything, bro. Rather than sitting there demanding respect, you've got to earn your own respect, even if you're sitting, you know, you're I'm not saying high but you know i'm the coach so they're the other player type thing or coach and player you know we're different groups but i can't just sit there and demand respect because i've got a coach in front of my name you know like i've got to do the work too you know so yeah 100 i get out in the history road do it with them do enough reps so it looks like i'm working the whole time and when i'm tired i sit inside or go to the big fella at the back and go right come on mate let's go <laughs>
0: hey, that's a smart yeah. university brain work in there bro <laughs> exactly right work smarter not harder would you have any advice for anyone um who may be listening to this that go that's going man i want to do that how, how would they sort of start making those inroads into getting to where you are um
1: i suppose dude if you're if you're young and you're you know you're still working through uni or you're just interested in doing it like doing a pt course or doing a sports science course typically they look for the sports scientists because as as much as it doesn't sound like it but half the work that we do is on our laptop on excel chewing gps numbers the numbers that they are pumping out in the gym you know analyzing different stuff and trying to set targets for all that kind of shit um which i, I love that kind of that science yeah. and stuff um some people don't but so you kind of need some kind of high level tertiary and then they look for that masters or honors qualification so if you if you want to go that way try and head that direction um but experienced, dude, like volunteer, like right through uni, I, first year I had under eights rugby, coaching, skills coach for under eights, year, second year I was under 14s, so I was skills and trainer, and then final year did the John McGlashan first 15, um, and, you know, that whole time I was reaching out to different teams, went and spent a morning with the Highlanders, spent an afternoon again with the uh, Crusaders, spent, Couple of days up in Wellington with the All Blacks, just asking if I can just come and see environments, you know, like reaching out to people, right? Like people, like typically SNC coaches or or anyone in kind of sport, I reckon some of them might be the kids, but everyone just seems to be good people, <laughs> eh? Like you just reach out to them, you're like, hey, I'm real keen on what you do, I want to have a look at the environment, you know, can we do it? We'll be like, yeah, sweet, come on in. Offered a couple of like young schoolboys and stuff from back home, hit me up, and they're like, oh. You know, like, can you talk to me? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, if you have a chat with them, and then if you're ever up in Auckland, come on through. So then like, oh, actually. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, if I book tickets for this date, can I come in? I'm like, yeah, sweet. So then they come on up and <laughs> show them through, give them a morning in the gym with the players. Like, yeah, everyone's willing to help each other out, eh? Because, and like, it all goes back to Jim Cotter, bro. Right? Everything goes back to Jim Cotter. You know, <laughs> helping those, that next generation of people, right? So reach out to people. Go and check out the environment. Show that you're keen and get your name in there, eh? Because as soon as you show that you're a good person you're keen, people will carry you the whole way.
0: Me? That's some great advice there, Farno, and 100%. If you're not keen to sort of put your hand up and if you're always just looking for a handout, then you're not always going to get the results that you wish that you got. So volunteer, do as much as you can. It might seem like hard work during the, the moments, but hey, it all pays off in the end, doesn't it? 100 percent, 100 percent. that's some great advice there but thanks for that i've got some things on the show that we we always do um we'll start off with your your rock and your rose um your rock and your rose is your highs and your lows so the rock being you know your rock bottom and the rose being something that you're you're proud to show so what's been your rock and your rose of the past week past week oh yeah um What's my rock, my it's rock funny how was, everyone um... starts with the rock hey it's funny how everyone starts with the rock
1: oh you want to finish on the highway you don't want to finish on the downer <laughs> um, my rock this week heck uh, Oh, yeah yesterday morning I was ill prepared going into the um, going to work so I spent most of my day chasing my tail that frustrated <laughs> me but that was I was my own worst enemy so yeah um, that was my rock because it was a bit of a frustration. It was like, why have you left this to the last minute? You should be better than this.
0: <laughs> I am better than
1: this. I know that I am, so I, fucking, I need to turn, turn my shit around. Um, but then my rose was yesterday evening because yesterday evening, me and a couple of the flatties, a couple of them were away. Natalie and Ashton, you, you'd know from down south.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, so they were away. But my other couple of flatmates um, and I went and grabbed fish and chips and took a couple of ciders and went up Mount Angare. Um, Set up there, bro, and uh, watch the sunset while we had dinner. So, uh, I don't normally eat fish and chips either, by the way, finally. But it was, <laughs> it was lovely. That was definitely my rose this week.
0: but wow, that sounds on. That sounds like yeah. a great way to sort of end the day.
1: Yeah, it was, dude. Especially after the start. The rock and the rose in the same day. Now, that's that's one hell of a rollercoaster ride, though.
0: <laughs> Shit, yeah. I mean, all in one week, like a whole week's worth of ups and downs all in one day. <laughs> Exactly, dude. Exactly. <laughs> but if anyone who's watching the video can see Hayden, they know he's not a fish and chip eater. Just look at him.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can't see what's under the shit, mate.
0: <laughs> pure mess, brother. Pure mess. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> so another thing we do here is, um, this is always the hardest part: is picking up this damn box because I got to sort of when i pop my head down i move away from the mic so it sounds real faded so i'll, I'll talk to it before i pull it up so i have this okay. shoe box that i've got they're a pair of trey young sneakers Ooh, um, and inside this box bro, i love these sneakers they're great sneakers too by the way. <laughs> <laughs> great for any ballers out there comfortable light just what you need um so Use this code, box, uh, what do you get? 30% back. 10% off <laughs> <It seems laughs> enough, this, is, this is a sponsor video. No, I'm kidding. It's not <laughs> sponsored at all. I wish it was. Someone sponsored me. I need some money. <laughs> <laughs> but so this dream box is, is the dream deposit box. Um so in there all my guests that have come on have shared a dream with me. Um and I've shared a couple with them as we go along and we place it in this box and and I always tell them that you know this dream deposit isn't where dreams go to die is where we store them so that one day when people start achieving these dreams we can fill this back wall and now it looks great before it used to look pretty trash if you've seen some of the videos it used to look so horrible you've cleaned (laughs) up finally I've upgraded bro it looks (laughs) nice I've got a plant we're living the dream here so we're going to start putting some of those dreams up behind me as people slowly start achieving them, whether it be a photograph of them achieving their dream, whether it be, um, you know, a scanned copy of, of a ticket or just a document saying that they've achieved this dream, it'll all start getting posted up there. So while I pick up this box, start having to think about what some of your dreams are, and I'll note it down on this paper as I show you the main reason I use this box is because of the quote always remember when they doubted you love that quote from you know, himself bro. someone out there has doubted you somewhere so yeah this box has a lot of meaning i think to mm. me in the 99 dreams co-popper. too right dude and so if you need some examples of dreams um we've got yeah
1: i was gonna say people... you love to share
0: <laughs> yeah yeah people would like to um go to a rugby world cup final um someone would like to start and provide for their family um what's this one another one yeah wants to be a mother um someone wants to be a future co-host of the 99 dreams podcast (laughs) love it (laughs) um to see the rangatahi achieve their full potential and some Ooh. of mine are to own a mclaren that was my first ever one that i put <laughs> in there it was real superficial but then i got yeah. i got kind of deeper i've written um oh my most recent one actually i want to win the new zealand podcast awards maori host of 2023 oh you should that, yeah that's my goal for right me. let's that's get my you in the eh? name yes yeah, so hopefully we have the trophy up there next year
1: nice the trophy instead of that plant bro yeah <laughs> <laughs> that'd be mean um no that's that's awesome um i've got a lot of dreams bro but most of them are probably too inappropriate to put in the box <laughs>
0: hey man nah. we, we could put at least three
1: <laughs> um oh i also don't want to sound like a dick
0: no you're all good uh, bro it doesn't have to be you know deep or anything like you can if you want to have a mclaren too put it right in here oh i don't really care about cars to be fair man <laughs> sorry um, hey, nah, you're all good,
1: man. Just my <laughs> dreams. It's all good. Hey, hey, each to their own, bro. We all appreciate different things. One man's garbage is another man's treasure. Um, nah, nah, look, I, I, as much as it sounds cocky, and I, I don't actually back myself with many things, and if you know me, you'll know that I talk a fair bit of shit about myself. But the one thing I back myself is I'm going to be the All Black coach one day, bro. And I know that's superficial in terms of work, but at the moment, that's where, that's the life that I'm living, you know? Some, so i suppose that's that's where i'm at but then the the deeper one that you can't put in the box because i don't know how you quantify it. but finding that key to life you know bro like i want to find the key to life and life's not about work life's not about sitting there earning money life's about those relationships that you build along the way and the love that you share with people and those experiences and those little moments you know like i want to figure out what the perfect combination is because at the moment i certainly haven't got it and uh i need to get a bit more sleep so um yeah hopefully one day i find that
0: oh that's that's a beautiful one i love yeah, that one go.
1: that's not deep for you <laughs> that,
0: that, that that's gonna go in here and you know one day, <laughs> one day one day you'll be able to tick that off and we can hang that up yeah you can you can take a wee photo of me standing there going found it you did it <laughs> just hold up a key you with a key take a, a photo key. with a key yeah nice
1: nice oh well you've got me deep and emotional at 9 30 on a friday bro. So i don't know how the rest of the day is going to go
0: it's going to go amazingly you're going to <laughs> you're probably going to have someone you know just make your day out there today yeah. you're not even going to go searching for it it just happens man oh you've it's,
1: already made my day though.
0: Oh Brotherhood, you've made mine jumping on <laughs> and just sharing some moments. So this is, this has been like a great quarter being able to pull apart some of your mahi as well as, you know, some of what makes who you are.
1: Mm, so nice, it's been good
0: fun. I love it. Yeah. One thing I do want to say is what what, what kind of a um an image are we gonna do for when you become SNC coach for the All Blacks? So we're gonna have you, you know, curling next to whoever the coach will be at the time. Uh yeah, we're gonna have you, you um giving i don't know who, who whoever the superstar player is whenever you crack it making them do some you know push-ups for lols
1: yeah 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 something like that something like that we could we could do that eh? or um yeah just sitting there yelling my head off with a stopwatch in my hand at one of the players and whistling the other one
0: that or a TikTok yeah. if TikTok's still around <laughs>
1: Bro, I'm not on TikTok now for that reason. I'm not going to be that 30-year-old, 40-year-old. But uh, Who am I kidding? I'm not going to get there before then. I'm not going to be that 50-year-old that's still on TikTok, bro. <laughs> It'd be like Twitter, hey. bro. Elon Musk will buy it out and charge you 40 bucks a week.
0: <laughs> yeah, bro, probably, man. But it's owned by the Chinese government, so I don't know if he's got any, any links over there. So,
1: oh. hey, we'll, we'll see what happens, eh? Hey? But when we review this when we meet up again there might be some good stuff that comes out
0: yeah bro oh, that's another thing we can do once you crack it as all Blacks' snc coach and we'll get you back on oh there we go there we go and then we just record it you could be live from the changing sheds, yeah post game yeah, yeah. obviously like when none Post-game. of the players are there <laughs> like, to see the lads that. you know with their ass out
1: yeah yeah too right uh.
0: <laughs> No, but man. those are those are uh, some great dreams and super achievable bro. Hundred percent. Super oh, I achievable. Know.
1: I don't know about that bro, but but dreams are there, eh?
0: No oh, man, they're, they're super a, achievable, man. I was got to recite
1: a recite a, a fuckatoki there for you, but I'd hate to say it wrong, so um yeah, no. <laughs>
0: set the sights high. Just just tell me off camera. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't want that published, but <laughs> now a few of the things we do on here as well before we start wrapping up is if you could tell let's go with if you could go back and, and speak to 17 oh, year old Hayden if he was sitting across from you right now what what is a piece of advice if you'd give him any advice what would you say or just would you say anything to him at all
1: probably sit there and stare at him for a wee while because he probably looked exactly like I do now um uh, still
0: babyface and no hair um probably just with a bit more optimism in his eyes
1: <laughs> more of a sparkle. Eh? listen
0: yeah. oh I don't know <laughs> hasn't gone through two years of hell at uni
1: <laughs> yeah it hasn't had the soul sucked out of him um <laughs> nah I'd look I'd I'd tell him to to keep those keep those sites where he's got them aimed and uh put your head down and work hard work fucking hard but party harder eh? enjoy the moments take the wins something that i still don't do is appreciate those small moments and appreciate what you've achieved so far eh? Um, i think that's quite important and like i say i'm the wrong person to say that bro because i don't do it but <laughs> that's why i'd like to tell my 17 year old self you know
0: yeah, appreciate those you Not should seven. appreciate your achievements bro you've accomplished a lot in this small tenure you know yeah
1: yeah every now and then like... i sit down and go not you might
0: not like talking about it like Jack could, but um, you've got to, you know, appreciate what you've accomplished. Uh, even if other people have to say it for you, you know, you should be proud of how far you've come, brother. It's it's a huge accomplishment. Not everyone can be in your position. And to still be who you are, where you are, oh, and it's just a testament to who you are as a person, as a character. So oh. you should be proud of who you are, brother. Cheers, I well,
1: Appreciate that. That's, um, nah. that's some lovely words. I wasn't actually fishing for a compliment, but that was beautiful. <laughs>
0: no nah, no one ever is fishing for a compliment, bro. But, you know, these are some yeah. of the moments that you've just got to be proud of. And you've come okay. so far and you've still got so far to go, but be proud of where you are.
1: Nah, cheers, bro. Appreciate that, day. Eh? Appreciate that a lot.
0: All good, man. All good. This is, this is what we do on the night. dreams <laughs> <laughs> podcast. This is our dreams. Yeah, it, we, we give people their flowers while we can. No point yeah, waiting until right. people are dead. Just give it to them while you can.
1: Exactly. Give it to him while he's still standing a. Eh?
0: Exactly, brother. Yeah. nah so that's a beautiful sentiment that you'd tell yourself to, you know, reflect a bit more and do more of what you're not currently doing. Which is exactly the great advice. Everyone could use a bit of that. Maybe, could uh, use myself. a bit of that eh? yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh, you've done well too, bro. Don't don't let this be about me. <laughs> you've done amazing too. Listening to your stories is great. No one dreams, comes on the 99. podcast to
0: listen to me, bro. Hate... <laughs> no one listens to the podcast to listen to me. They listen to this. <laughs> I
1: don't know, bro. There's less shit coming out of your mouth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I, I can see the analytics. I know who's listening to mine. <laughs> I've got like two episodes I did on my own. They don't do as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, don't let that be a reflection of you, bro. Let, let the, the, how well the other ones have done be a reflection of you and how you led them. You, you've done a great job.
0: I'm I think, stuck, I think,
1: stuck to be here, but honored to be here. I've never been asked to talk about myself before, uh, well, that's uh, a lie, but I've never said yesterday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad you, you know, you gave up some time to be here with us and share your stories because I mean, content aside, this is just great information for anyone, especially anyone looking to be in the SNC industry, but anyone who just wants to be a better person can take a lot of these lessons and experiences from you. <sighs>
1: I don't know about that, bro. But yeah, hopefully we can help someone. As I said to you the other day, bro, it's just about keep climbing the ladder and trying to make a difference on the way, eh? So, yeah. Doing
0: a bloody good job of it, bro. Doing a bloody good job of it. (laughs) So, on the flip side of talking to your younger self, in five to 10 years, when you take a moment and go, shit, remember that podcast I did? Let's give it a quick listen. What's something. That you would like to tell your future self in five to ten years.
1: Mm, five to ten years. We pushed ten years. He's sitting inside <laughs> "Myself, oh, she's a ten, brother." Nice. <laughs> 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 nah. <laughs> um, nah, I don't know. Probably just swing around and and take a look back at how far you've come, because. Um, hopefully by then mate, we've, we've found that key that <laughs> maybe, maybe not, not, uh, not fulfilled the Blacks, but, um, found that key to life and, and find, uh, find that right balance between work and happiness and love and family and all that kind of stuff, growing those relationships have with your friends and flatmates and, um, yeah, but remember how far you've come that small wee town in the South Island currently in Dharmaki Makoto, but who knows where we'll be then mate. Hopefully somewhere overseas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you never know, brother. You never know. Exactly. I that's might be back, back in Jubilee, <laughs>
1: Working at the Fresh Choice.
0: Yo! <laughs> <laughs> back for your high school jubilee. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, bro, that's some, that's some great advice. Turn back around, have a look at how far you've come. Ten years is a long time. Anything that's can long
1: happen. Time, it's a ground to come, eh?
0: Shit, yeah. It's a it's a long slog, but at the same time, it'll go pretty quickly. Yeah, goes way too fast, eh? Oh shit, yeah, man.
1: But hey, we're young, bro, and it's already flying past.
0: (laughs) Just keep living it up, man. Have fun along the way, and piss some people off. Make amends. Live it up. That's the one, bro. That's life, eh? Shit, yeah. But I think you're halfway towards that key to life, bro. Just keep building those and strengthening those relationships with people.
1: Yeah. My cheers, bro. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep that going. I've got, to, I've got to strengthen my relationship with you. We, we've got to spend more time hanging out and chatting, though. You've got some I good I told
0: insight. you. Off-season only.
1: <laughs> <laughs> only when the blood's red, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Off-season
0: only, man. Off-season Off season
1: only. only. <laughs> oh, well, you've got, you've got a couple of months, and then, uh, then I'll, I'll see <laughs> yeah. you at the other end of the year.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll see me at the other end of the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully this is our year. We got Damien back. Oh you're dreaming, bro. <laughs> I told you, man, we're supposed to be amicable.
1: Yeah, sorry, sorry,
0: sorry, sorry. Chuck it in the box, bro. Chuck it in the box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we might have to wait ten years to pull it out, but hey.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been about ten years since we learned our last one.
1: Been a wee while. Don't you worry, bro. The blues are about the same. They haven't taken a good one. tasman doesn't count
0: nah it really doesn't it's like the bubble championship for the lakers exactly doesn't right. count
1: exactly it doesn't, doesn't
0: count. count we want the big one <laughs> 100 percent, need it all in but here we go man as we sort of start wrapping up is there anything that you'd like the listeners or the audience to know what you're up to where they, where they can find you um where can you find
1: me on social media, I guess, but I'm private. But you can add me, on, <laughs> um, add me on Instagram and see if I see if I like the look of you and add you back. Um, <laughs> see how that goes. Uh, Nelson, N E L S O N dot uh, Hayden, the underscore? underscore. I'll link Hayden. it down below. Yeah, yeah, link it down below. Um, or if you're interested in anything SNC wise or high performance wise, or just if you're actually interested in my journey, I don't know where the people would be, but. If you are, click me an email on my work email, which is uh, Hayden.Nelson at AucklandRugby.co.nz. Um, and if you want to come in and check out our environment, more than happy to have people come through. That's what it's all about, eh? helping out other people, and um, especially the 99 Dreams code. We've, we've got to bring them right through. i have got the secrets now, eh? Hey,
0: hey. Oh, well, next time I'm in Auckland, bro, I'll hitch up for a tour. You, you better, bro. You better add a beer. 100%, man. <laughs> I'll buy the first round. I'll buy the first round. <laughs> that sounds good but uh if 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 i'm buying shots bro you should probably go home that's when the night will turn i told nick the same thing i was like if i'm buying shots man you better run nah bro i'm there with you i'm chasing you wherever we're going we're going (laughs) (laughs) that's us next time i'm in auckland bro yeah Uh, i'm actually in auckland march
1: march mean I'll see you there, bro. I'm gonna check it. What date, are you up? I'm checking in my calendar right now. Oh, sure. No, uh, we'll do this off the podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, want yeah. people. To. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we'll meet up at the Blue Rose Cafe. <laughs> I
1: want my um my
0: taro and uh, what did you say? taro and lamb, lamb pie, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, I think it's so good. There's a little bit of spice. The lamb's real tender. Ten out of ten. Blue Rose Cafe. Any other yeah, Auckland right. final? Anyone traveling to Auckland? It's in Sandringham. Google it. Go get an Uber. I don't care how much that shit costs. Just go buy <laughs> this stuff. So delicious.
1: Right, sounds good.
0: But no, thank you so much, bro, for being here. This means a lot, and it's it's so great to have some of your time. You're such a busy man. You got a lot on, um, <laughs> but super appreciative, brother. So thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Oh no, thanks for having us on, bro. It's great to catch up and great to chat to you, and hopefully, um. There's a couple of gold nuggets in there. I don't know whether there is, but
0: always is, man. Always is, and always if is. if not, it's always good to hear other people's stories and connect connect the dots. You know, get to learn a bit more about why you are, who you are, and why you're where you are. Hmm. So, nah, it's been great, sure, brother. Man. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah,
1: that's nah, so vibrant. You just you keep you keep going for the stars to yourself, bro. I want to see this uh, this podcast. I want to see you as the top uh, Maori uh, podcaster.
0: Oh me through oh that's nice. we're true, getting man. it we're getting it hopefully hopefully we're gonna put our best foot forward anyway that's hey, all we can bro. do it's all we can do is put our best foot forward put out the product we believe in and hey if other people believe in it then we win the award if not we did our best exactly bro it's just a bit of middle hard like <laughs> that nah. if you're still listening thank you so much for listening and sticking by this has been a great quarter with hayden and like i said if you want to know a little bit more about him details will be down below hit him up at his email he is genuine when he says like he'll take you for a tour if you want to learn a bit more about that environment so take him up on that offer not everyone's going to give it to you but until next time whanau thank you so much for listening we'll see you on the next one take care and modi order.